0: everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code podcast23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use podcast23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20% hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code, save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't, don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done, but then head over shopfd.com use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. All right. What's going on, everybody. Welcome back to the outer zone, the official podcast of formula drift. My name is Jacob Gettens, And today we have Mr. Robert Thorne on what's going on, dude.
1: What's up. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Finally on the outer zone podcast <laughs> where I learn everything about FD that I don't know.
0: Yeah. We were, we were chatting about that like kind of before this show started. I mean, that's cool, man. I mean, you're, you're obviously super new to drifting. Um, like what three years basically,
1: yeah, yeah. This was my third year of competition,
0: yeah. I mean, kicking it off with what and I believe even is like an just NA following Miata. drifting, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: okay, so I had like the you know, the introductory year, the like, I'm gonna go out to an event and see if it's fun, yeah. So that would, I guess, that was you know, so four years, right? So the first year of like bringing out the NA Miata, what was that? So that was 2020, yeah, right, and uh. And then I'm gonna take my road race car and put a handbrake in it and go have some more fun. And then somehow we got here. So three years, (laughs) three years of competition. I was telling someone. I I was telling my spotter, uh, Guillermo, uh, at at Long Beach this year. And he is like, you know, he's giving me crap. I'm like, dude, give me, give me a break, man. I'm like, you know, like this is literally my ninth comp. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is my ninth comp ever. All right, I'm like, give me a break. I've only done this a couple times.
0: Yeah, but it's I'm, wild. I'm, like, I'm still winging it here, dude. Like, give me well, a break. I, you've taken to a well. I mean, I think it goes without saying. I, I think honestly, like as you said, most people, you know, you learn about FD through the podcast, which is you know phenomenal. I don't think most people truly understand your your racing pedigree, and I didn't either. As somebody who's sure. like well read into FD drivers, like while researching this, I was like, "Damn, this is like oh, a big list." Okay, so you
1: actually like looked it up. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I got
0: I got the whole thing here. I mean, if you want to walk through like every year how you did, uh, I will say you are kind of the ultimate bridesmaid, but never the bride. You have so many seconds yeah. and thirds. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've like, yeah, I've progressed through this through the road racing sport like just below the radar forever, like since I was like eight. Yeah. Uh, Yep.
0: I mean, I I, you've done you did well enough to to do Formula BMW, so like that's that's it that's an invite thing if I'm not mistaken.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. So
0: obviously you you got the attention of somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And go go karting, of course, went through all the like national ranks and stuff. Uh, up till I was fourteen, when I went and did the BMW shootout yeah. uh, in Spain, um, and then I won that. Well, I won. There was they didn't. There was five spots available for like the scholarship to run Formula BMW in the states. So I was one of the winners of that, and then ran on the BMW junior team for the following season. And then funded myself another season in Formula BMW. Which, that was a cool deal. Like the second year, I was teammates with you know, Alexander Rossi. Yeah, And literally, I think I finished six in the championship and all five above me have driven an F1 car at some point. Really? Yeah. And four of them are like currently an Indy car. So it was a pretty stacked field. And here I am, right? (laughs) The junior series, you know, it'd be like running pro-am, right? And like getting your ass kicked. And then being like, well, I'm just not good enough. Like I suck. And then, like, years later, you watch the five people that beat you, like, just continue beating everyone until they're at the top level in the sport. And you're like, oh, okay, I probably wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably well, I mean, not too I, bad. There's definitely guys sitting at home right now being like, yeah, I'm not drifting anymore. But the guys that beat me were, you know, Chris Forsberg, you know, Von Gittin Jr. Right, right or-
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful what crowd you're up against.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's cool though, that like you were at that caliber. I mean, hindsight's 2020. 20. I'm sure at the time you're just like, what the hell? Like I just,
1: I just yeah. need to and get I better. Like, I need to get better. You know, 16 years old. So I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. didn't know yeah. what I was doing then.
0: I, I mean, you you knew something, you knew, you know, top yeah. six for sure.
1: Yeah. I knew I wanted to keep doing it.
0: Is is open wheel like that much different than like a closed wheel setup? Cause I mean, you've, you've got yeah. a pretty good gambit of closed wheel stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, open wheel was a long time ago. Um, But it's really different the way the car feels. And part of it is you get all your feedback through your body in a car, right? Mm. In an open wheel car, you're like laying down. Yeah. So like, you know, it'd be like driving your street car with the seat all the way reclined and then a bunch of pillows propped up against your head. And then feeling like how the car moves under you in a laying down position. So like it really feels different it's it's super odd can you feel the car like, is very pointy
0: can you feel like slip angle better because of that because like it feels more because like you're you're no like you're no, i feel like it was <laughs>
1: i feel like it like it was very n- numb to it for some huh I remember being very numb to it it could have been because I was young yeah um because I feel like when you're young you like make mistakes you spin cars out all the time and stuff you know then you see like there's dudes like you just never see backwards, you know that. And the more experienced they are, you take like Alonzo and F1, you yeah. know. And no matter how bad the car is, the car is, he's somehow always like hustling it. Um, and it, so it could have just been that I was young and numb to it. I remember I I crashed on the oval doing an oval test in Indy Lights, and I remember like the car was backward before I even felt anything. Like I was like, we're good. Like we're a hundred percent good. And we were averaging over 200, just like, I mean, IndyCar does that today pretty, pretty easily. But I remember like, you know, you turn in at like 205 and watch like the gauge creep down to like 197. I was right in the heat middle of the corner. And then it was just 90 degrees sideways before wow. I felt anything. And then it was immediately in the wall, of course, because yeah. that's, yeah.
0: That was on 18. a test day you did that.
1: Yeah, right. So of course, you know, you look like an idiot. You're like, oh, you're not even supposed to be pushing it. But it was a track where you just run it flat out. Yeah. So it's like you either have your foot to the floor the whole lap, or you you don't, and you're nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So of course you just run it flat out and all of a sudden the car's in the wall. I'm like, man, like there is no feeling. Obviously, like drift cars are the opposite. We have all the feel in the world, the tires are kind of big and squishy. Um, you have huge amounts of slip angle. You know, it's not like when the car's Thirty degrees sideways, all the grips gone. You just spin, no matter what you do. Right. So it's it's super different. Um, the GT cars, of course, you know, everyone on here is at least a lot of the people on here have probably driven bigger cars, and the GT cars feel like bigger cars with so much downforce that you can't mess it up. Hmm. GT cars, it's like the opposite of of a Formula car, where you know you're you're like. Glued to the road, which is super nice. You yeah. know, when uh, super nice. You know, they've got like the world's best traction control, the world's best ABS, the world's best power steering. You know, and then you've got ten settings for each of those on the steering wheel. Mm. Until the car is so good, I, I know. Like, I used to take people for uh, like media rides. Of course, you take a person for a media ride in an FD car, and it's <laughs> like. They get out, they're excited. They're like, holy crap, like, couldn't believe it could do that. You know, the wind was in my face. We were going sideways. I, the wall was right there. I thought we were gonna hit people. I'd take people in Media Rise in the GT3 car, like the you know, McLaren MP412C GT3 car. And they would get out and be like, Why didn't you push it? I'm like, I was that was two tenths off my qualifying lap. Like
0: <laughs> and that I'm, was because oh, of the car. Like
1: Yeah, when we do the media laps, there's no point in putting the power limiting on you have for like, you know, a uh, BOP. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, open it up. So we, you know, turn them all the way up. We take the ballast out, you put the passenger seat in, right? And we go out and we're running like qualifying times. And they're like, I thought you were gonna push it harder, you know, because the car's just not moving around. Mm. It car is just, I mean, it's just planted and like you're fighting little bits of understeer when you're just at the limit and you're just, you know, flowing speed and they get out and they're like, huh, I thought it'd be fast.
0: Is that, is that why it, we, we see like so many like quote unquote, like rich guys running in that class because like yeah. it's not that like it's easy. I don't take anything away from being no, able to do that, but
1: like. It's easy to drive two seconds a lap slower. So you take like the factory, you know, world's best, you know, you get your like uh, you know Alvaro and your Kevin Estras of the world and you know, they'll run a 133 and then you put the gentleman driver in who's been, you know, paying his way and doing it for a year and a half and he'll run like 135.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Cuz mm-hmm.
1: it's it's not that hard to get close. Right. It's really hard to get that last little bit.
0: Because is it is it at that point you're almost fighting the the computer of it where you're like no 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 like no everything it, everything uh, is trying to slow me or keep me correct and like I actually need to step this out a bit more to to pick this up.
1: You don't fight the computer too much, and you know you can adjust it. Um, right. It's weird, you know you're you're fighting um, you're fighting understeer and like um, it's almost like tire prep. Like Mm. the tires, you know, as soon as you start to like overwork them or or overslip them, then like the magic sweet spot starts to roll off. And then maybe you'll put a little too much heat into the front tires and that'll develop a little understeer. And then you'll have to slow down a little bit because of that understeer. And you end up in this like little cascade of you Mm. making the car get slower lap after lap.
0: Oh, okay. And you
1: can really feel it when you get in the car right after a really good driver. And you'll get in and the car will feel like magic. Cause like the tires are and everything are just at the perfect temperature and the tire preps right. You know, they have just the right wear in them. Yeah. And and it's it's maintaining all of that. It really does take like all the little things to get it right. And it's not always lined. You know, a lot of times you'll see the best drivers and they'll be missing an apex by a few feet, but it's the Momentum that they carry, the way they trail brake and roll off the brakes, and they have the brake bias just right. Hmm. It's the reason they do thousands of laps and why they're the best.
0: Well, it's it's so. I I mean, I've I've never really been into to road racing. I've I've became you know more or less of an F one fanboy with you know everything developing Netflix. I watched a bunch of F one as a kid because like my grandfather was like, "You're gonna sit here." And not speak for the next two hours, and we're going to watch F1 together, and that'll be our bonding time. Um, <laughs> nice, yeah. But but being around grid life for the last ten years, and like, kind of catching that bug, and and guys just talking about like the perfect lap. They're like, it was it. I felt it. Like I got on track, and like I knew, I knew in that yeah. moment. I think uh, like Dewey, him and I had like had a drink one night, and we were like chatting about it, and he like he talked about. it. He's like, yeah, he goes, it was today. He I rolled it off the trailer. I felt good. You know, I, I brought the tires in and yep. then that was it. I did my lap. I packed it away. And he goes, and if I do well, you, I won't have to put it back out again.
1: Right. It's like, like you know, you got everything out of it. Yeah. Like and Will, the tires was, will, will never, was like the, the king of that.
0: He used to just like one lap and that was it. And you're like, cool. I'm right. done for the day. Yeah. Done for the The like, okay. like, Tires.
1: <laughs> that was as good as it was going to get. It was mm-hmm. cold. The tire prep came in just right. The temperatures were set. We ran the car on maximum attack. Yeah. And... Yeah. You, sometimes you just don't leave it on the table.
0: Do you, do you uh, to like make sure we're not losing the audience completely here. Do you, oh, do you right. feel like, yeah, right. This is a drifting podcast. What are we, we're, <laughs> we're talking about
1: drifting. So going sideways.
0: No, no but do you, do you feel like there is a similar substitute that like people could, could feel like, if, you know, even if it's just the average drifter, like is there a, a, something that's similar to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I still, you, you still have like the perfect run. You know, and it might be your first practice run off the trailer, you know, or it might be the last comp battle that you did, you know, where you have the perf. of course, I'm talking about lead runs, right? Yeah. Chase runs are always kind of messy. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you definitely like want to have that perf. So today, right, I had an event today, uh, out drifting my wife's Mustang, great little SN95. Runs great out there with Casey Cole and Daniel Stuckey and playing around a little bit here at full lock. And, uh, my third run today, that was the one
0: Mm.
1: It was like, perfect hit just all the outers just right. Carried the momentum, had the transition, hit the lock stops, both through the, through both transitions, you know, and carried it. And was like, that was it. And after that I parked the car. Yeah. I was like, all right, Casey, your turn. (laughs) You go play for a little while. I, I tell and people so you can still you can still get that for sure, and the more you do it, the more like you know your setup, the tire prep, the track you're going to, yeah. you know, it it does. That that's the part that's taking me a little longer. I think with pro is the setup and the track conditions and getting that right in the right moments
0: because
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. it change changes.
0: It it does. And I mean, our our practice schedules and qualifying schedules are not always conducive to what like yeah. you know, and a lot of that's just like the logistics of running event. In a perfect world, you would practice all day at the window you'd be qualifying in. And right, then you would right. you would do that the same general time frame that you'd be competing in. But also that's kind of what makes it cool is the fact that like not only do you have to be a great driver, you know, the 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 mechanics need to know what they're doing and like the general knowledge of setting a car up, you know, setting tire pressures correctly, alignment correctly. Like, right. it's, it's that the team, it the team wins it. Like, it's not just the driver. Like,
1: right. you guys have I, a lot I, to do with it, but like- Driving's kind of the easy part.
0: <laughs> right. right. <It's
1: laughs> it, especially if the car is right. Yeah. Like if the car's off, then driving can be hard. But I think that's why it's drifting's translated so well for me. Mm. Probably because- I mean, the driving stuff, but like having the whole team dynamic car prep and dealing with trying to deal with the conditions and what the car needs, we're pretty good at that. And I have been doing it for long enough to feel like I have a good idea when it is right. Yeah. Um, and assigning things. Of course, I'm working with Andy Smedgard. right? That's why it says ASM on the side of the car, Andy Smedgard Motorsports. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, big grid life guy, big friend uh, of mine. and um, you know, early on, we were competitors until we realized how just kind of eye to eye we see cars and builds and setups and everything. And uh, that's why I was like, you you have to be on my team because in FD, it's like all about that. It's yeah. all about the car, all about the prep. And we're talking about like we have it's tire prep like drag racing, I feel like, you know, where we're like, Okay, is it it's right? The car's right, the tire pressure, the temperature, you know, what's the humidity? You know, how much rubber does it look like there's out there? Yeah. you know, what are the times of the other guys? How you know, like in drag racing, of course, you're like, you know, looking at everyone else's launches, looking at their 60 foot, so what are they able to put down? And then you like got to judge your setup and you get one shot at it. Yeah. Right? You get the, you roll up to the line and like you got it or you didn't. And if you've like at Irwindale. Uh, during my last battle. Um, you know, I didn't get it. And <laughs> I ended up, I missed it, you know, by yeah. a mile against Chris Stops. And I just burned the tires off the car in my run. It was yeah. set up like a weird combination of like too tight, but also not fast enough. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I know now what I would have done different with the conditions, but I burned my tires off trying to keep up with them. And of them going into the last outer zone. He drove away from me. And even before that happened, he probably had the win because I just wasn't keeping up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, sometimes you get it wrong. And like, once it rolls up, it's, you got to live with what you got.
0: Yeah. There's really like, I mean, it's, there's really almost no racing like that. Could you like, could you imagine, you know, similar, you know, in a GT car where it's like, cool, you're going to take four corners. Like it's going to be a standing right. start and you have four corners and whatever the race is, after the first four corners, that's it. It's over. Like that's
1: yeah, yeah exactly. That's, right. exa-
0: that's what we're doing, right. just over so, and over again. <laughs> so
1: there's so there's there's one sport right that's just like this. Yeah, and I happen to be pretty good at it. And it's SCCA autocross. Right. And it and and people have asked me they're like, how much does road racing translate to drifting? And I pretty much usually tell them not at all. Yeah, <laughs> but autocross translates like. A hundred percent because that is the sport where you sit there in the pits and like you go to nationals, right? And you have three competition runs. So you have to walk, study the course, right? So that's the whole learning it really quickly, just Mm. like we have an FD. Uh, Then you don't see it till the next day. And then you have just three competition runs and they're generally spaced out almost 30 minutes apart. So you've got to have your setup dialed You know, you've got to be running the course through your head. You've got to have everything right, and of course, the whole course is made out of cones. Yeah. And if you hit a cone, that's plus two seconds, and your day's it's over. over. Yeah. Your whole championship is over. And then to make that harder, it's then those three runs, and then the second day they build a whole new course, and you have to do it again on another course. Mm -hmm. And they take the two fastest times only, and that's the winner. And uh, that that prepares you pretty well because it's all the mental game of being ready to attack, you know, on the first run and the second yeah. run, the third run.
0: I feel like that's the motorsport that gets shit on the most and it really shouldn't. Yeah. It does.
1: Dude, like, like you, Have like, you ever tried to describe why autocross is cool? you like, it's right.
0: Yeah. You're like, no, so I, it's, re- it's,
1: it's sick. So we go to a parking lot, <laughs> sometimes an airfield. All right. These All cars fly. are awesome. They're yeah. awesome. They're like Miatas. Yeah. And like, like Miatas. <laughs> 2000s Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an S 2000 or yeah. two. Um, and then uh, they build this course out of cones. And you never go over 60 miles an hour, but some it's are, really cool. Some are
0: lying down. That means you go, this, of way, of like go this way. Some of them are like lying down. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, and then you're there for like four days and you get three runs. Yeah. So it's it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 You're not, they're and not fast. Yeah. But like, yeah. But same thing. Like it's, it's tire prep, like understanding what that tire needs to be. The classes are very limiting and very like cut and dry, you know? Yeah.
1: Car rules are brutal to go through and maintain.
0: Brutal. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And then it like, you know, the only difference is it's just not a judge sport. Could you imagine if it was? Oh like, my gosh! Like, <laughs> like ah, I don't know, <laughs> if, man. You to,
1: <laughs> if you had to do your three runs and there was no stopwatch, and then they just judged which one How, looked which the one best, which one looked
0: fastest? <laughs> oh my god! Sounds sport. like a new sport, a new yeah. <laughs> worst sport ever. <laughs> oh man! Uh, right, so that's so that's what
1: drifting is then, basically. Yeah, Ex- but I have I have argued that we have an autocross where we send two cars at once.
0: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I mean, why not? We do it in drifting. It's fun.
0: Well, I mean, Jim Connor, they they usually do two at once, right? Jim uh, Connor, they they usually mirror them and come around. So, and that's still time. Like that's that's kind of the happy medium between the two. Yeah, yeah. You do that, and you just do like extra bonus, or you get like a you know a tenth taken off for style or or something. something. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if you like reach out and pull a stick out of a barrel, you like. Lose well, a 10th or something. Yeah.
1: So that's like Andy's events. So Andy Smedgard they host events up in Wisconsin and it's timed and judged. Right. And you get extra points for the features that you hit. So they've got like barrels and things sticking off the fence that you've got to right. scrape and zones you've got to hit. And then you get style points and then it's timed. So yeah. you'll have the autocrossers that just rip the course and, you know, they'll be 10 seconds ahead of the fastest drift car. Yeah. And then the drift car is, you know, going for every bonus point and maybe there's 10 to 12 bonus points available throughout the run.
0: That could shave and 10 seconds off.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we, I did that a couple of times. It's been super fun.
0: That's interesting. So, I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah.
1: I like drift that. Grip.
0: I, drift grip. Yeah. yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. Drift versus grip. So you guys, about how ha- I think the drift car has won like once or twice. Usually the grip car is still winning.
0: Yeah. But you yeah. know, I'll take it. It's something different. If it if, if anything like just to cross-pollinate these worlds. And I mean like you're right. you're definitely up there in the, in the big like the top guys that are doing that, which is cool. Um I know like like just 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 having somebody be a representative from that world to come over and really show that off. I know we've had guys previously that have done it, but like you're kind of within this you know, I call it like the third, third wave, or, I mean, you're almost like fourth wave, uh, honestly. Um, I'm old enough to be third wave. Hey, we're the same age, man. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're almost old.
0: Yeah. I felt old today. Uh, I I went and played hockey for the first time this season. And uh, Mm. I was like in the dressing room. So I was like, it's all like older guys, but like, I'm the one putting the knee brace on. (laughs)
1: Like, I was like, Yeah. Yeah. Woke up with a stiff neck after swapping a CRV engine over the over over like a day, and dude. 30 it's just oh
0: man, it's like overnight. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's all just bend somewhere. over
1: for 14 hours. Yeah. Is,
0: yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't just be hunched over an engine bay for an entire right. night and live off like cheap beer and pizza and feel okay the next day,
1: right? Like, I've been doing that for 10 I mean, years sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to ask, what, what's it like going from the streets of Long Beach in 2009 into a McLaren? to then doing it in 2023 in a BMW. Like what that's a trip dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh man, the last time I was here, I was racing race these corners." Um yeah, it's super interesting. It's been a long road, you know, uh cuz I've kind of gone up through the the ranks of sports car racing. Right. And then, you know, come back down, you know, of course you you go through phases of gaining and losing, you know, rides and sponsors and all that stuff. Um yeah, never thought. I mean, I I viewed you know, F1, you know, as like a fan. I I watched it, of course, I watched Super Drift before I even knew what it was called, Mm -hmm. you know, that year when I was racing. So, um, and then now to be there, of course, you know, my my biggest friend groups are all still road racers. So they're, you know, they're like still there doing all the road race stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, <laughs> what what is this? Yeah. And then also like how are you now there doing that? Like and I'm just like I'm still like a, just like fangirling around out there, yeah. you know, as like I I spent my first half of this year just being like a fangirl every time I had like drove somewhere. You know, doing this doing my first lap on the streets of Long Beach. You now I've got like all the pictures and videos from it. I'm like that's me, you know. <laughs> And then I've got like a whole like little thing of the first time I did a tandem with Chelsea, you know? And like I said, I spent the whole, whole year just being a fangirl, at least for the first half before I was like, okay, probably.
0: Should probably, I should probably concentrate on was And then it was St. Louis and you beat James Dean and then you're like, Oh cool. If I try, I can do well. Like, okay, cool.
1: I can do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> it took a
1: bit. It took a bit of trying for sure. Like, you know, we didn't I didn't even know what I needed to work on at the beginning of the year. Right. You know, like we knew we just needed okay, let's bring a car that we know works and runs. And then we're just going to have to see. Like mm. I didn't know what we would need or what it would be like uh on the bigger tires or the competition or just really what it would take and was the car fast enough, which it was nowhere near at the beginning of the season. Um you know, setup wise, right? Yeah. Um, uh, messing with shocks on, <laughs> messing with damper settings on a car that's road racing <laughs> versus messing with damper settings on a car that's going sideways is very different, apparently. Okay. Um, it is it's just like w- what you get out of the clicks? You know, you want to know like what's going to happen when I remove front rebound, right. right? You know, and I can tell you what's going to happen if I'm like autocrossing it. Yeah. But I had no idea what it, what I needed <laughs> in the drift car, you know. I think the first year I messed with them, and I'm like I don't even notice anything, and then we had enough grip this year to where we you know started playing with it, and then we're like, oh, this is a big tool. We need to like we need to get dialed, and then yeah. we scheduled like a whole two test days. Um, what was that? I think it was before St. Louis. That's why we showed up to St. Louis like with our shit together. Actually, <laughs> it's because I I was like I need to go testing so bad. So uh, we just tested and tested damper. I think I went through like four or five different spring changes on the front and the back of the car. Um, shock sweeps all through the shop, shock sweeps. Um, just trying to get a handle on it. and then like a wheel offset. okay, super super important, huge t- tuning tool um, for what you can get out of the car. Uh, you know, because weight jacking, right? So yeah. of course, you know, the further out they are when you turn, the more weight jacking you get. Yeah. Um, so that was huge, but then of course you go too far and you start hitting stuff, or you don't have enough rigidity in your strut assembly <laughs> uh, or in steering, but you know, steering yeah. to actually support it, and all of a sudden it starts wobbling. Uh, so trying to like get ourselves on the ragged edge of what the suspension could handle and how much weight jacking we could get out of the vehicle to make it you know, of course we're shooting for like the RTR look, you know, you want to be just pinned 90 degrees sideways and, you know, one front tire in the air. Right. And like the whole car looking impossible. Like, how do we get that? And you got to start pushing things for sure. And we had the car at the limit going into St. Louis and, Mm -hmm. you know, our lowest pressure, everything the front could handle maxed on, you know, as much front grip as we could develop, and as much grip to the point where we were pushing the front tires and understeering. And that was the first weekend where I drove the car with it actually being fast mm. and and actually at the limit. And that was, of course, where we won our first battle. Mm. So, started to figure out the secret sauce a little bit.
0: It's got to be like both exhilarating and scary too. Because like, it's almost like unlocking like a, a new level. It's like a Pokemon evolving or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, you had this inside you the whole time and I just haven't been using it. Right. Yeah. I was like, man, I
1: wonder if, uh, what would my prospect season be like if I knew
0: this?
1: (laughs) Like I could have actually figured some stuff out. Ben
0: Hobson. That's, that's like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So Ben took everything he learned and then got in a car and with a team and with everything actually set up and, you know, changes that all moved the way he wanted and just absolutely killed it. I mean, it was like every event. I mean, it, not to knock on the other drivers, but it seemed from the outside, like no contest.
0: He, he seemed very untouchable. He definitely seemed very untouchable. Yeah. And I, I mean, I want to like, you know, give credit where credit's due with the chassis and stuff like that too. But also like, if you go back and watch how he's always driven, it's always been there, but there's always oh, like these right. weird like situations that came up. Like I did a pretty, pretty good deep dive when I saw how he was doing and I'm like going back and watching old events. I'm like, oh, that's like a, a weird call or like it's a weird incident mm-hmm. or the car broke in a weird way. And like, it was always well, yeah. there. But him just- and
1: I were one and two last year yeah. going into St. Louis. And I was like, man, it's going to be a heated battle. Like watching, yeah. watching his runs. I'm like, oh, man, he seems like he's kind of better than me. You know, yeah. <laughs> this dude's absolutely killing it and is also like completely calm and in, in his own own words, just, just chilling. Yeah. Right. Dude's just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I can compete with that. I'm not chilling no, <laughs> not you, at all.
0: <laughs> you you seem fairly intense. Um, yeah. Like yeah. In, a, in a fun way, like I, I feel like there's a pretty definitive line in between the two. Um, I, I I reached out to a mutual friend of ours, Adam Jabe, and kind of like asked, I'm like, give me some like insight on Robert Thorne. I could quote the whole thing if you wanted, but like essentially he just said, he's like, he seems unshakable. Like that's just what it is. Like he just seems like there, there's nothing that can break his concentration. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. If I, if I want to yeah, focus in for sure. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I've from all the years of racing, right. Cause you know, I've been racing for 20 plus years, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like I, I've been through it. I mean, you mentioned how many times I've been second and third in races and championships and all of that. So, I'm not afraid to lose. Like, I'm not. I'm not super. The only time I was super worried about winning was probably like the last event last year,
0: Mm.
1: where you know when you're right on the edge of you know achieving it. Of course, then then maybe maybe I could have been a little shaken, but most of the times I feel like I've kind of been around the block enough now Mm. to be at least kind of calm. (laughs) <laughs> kind of calm, but pretty focused.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen enough of, like, your in-car drifting-wise. Like, I, I watched a bunch of road race stuff, and, like, you know, you look very attacky on the wheel. Like, you're definitely using a ton of inputs. Um, yeah. And and watching um, a bunch of your crashes as well. Like, it's you. Yeah. You know, dude, like, the the 2019, <laughs> and what is it, the GTS4, when you, just, like, tried to dive oh, down yeah. the middle. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> like, No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't need to read the caption to know what was about to happen like
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i mean um yeah being uh no fear for sure yeah um which is it's been good and bad it's yeah. actually great in drifting right because yeah, um, drifting. you can't like you can't be worried about the car you can't be worried about crashing you can't be worried about smacking the wall or you know rubbing up against another car Really anything. Yeah. I mean, any bit of fear is hesitation. And then you, if you hesitate and drift, it's so obvious from the judges' perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think I got, I got, I got absolutely railed by the judges in St. Louis qualifying last year because I was hesitant going into outer two. Yeah. And they were like, why is the score so low? I think it was Jared asking, you know?
0: I'm oh, like, okay.
1: Well, he hesitated into two. <laughs> I, went, 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 I went and watched back the video and I'm like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> they got me. You know, yeah. Like, why? Why did it, I shouldn't have? Been, I should have been fearless. You know, I should have had the bumper smacking the wall, like I've done so many times. Yeah, I remember after that. I remember I made I made sure the whole rest of the weekend I hit the wall every single run.
0: <laughs> A poor <laughs> I think, car.
1: I think Chris is getting so mad. Chris has is always the one putting the bodywork back on the car in the pits, okay. and he does an amazing job. Every time it goes out, like nothing happened, pretty much and uh yeah
0: and gotta hit the wall gotta is, be fearless at least is he the one who's also like trying to weld your strut tower back together because that's a uh, it seems like a full time task yeah
1: yeah that poor strut tower yeah um yeah I well Andy Smedgard, of course was, was the, we had a whole we had a whole crew there we had Andy we had Shane Patsa um and they were going to town on the front of that car for sure um Yeah, that thing was messed up. So, right, I I caught the back of the wall and then I did the old, you know, whiplash the front end. So I actually, I hit the back of the wall. This is outer two at Irwindale, I should probably clarify. Outer two in Irwindale, last practice run before comp. Car's been perfect all day, no issues, love the car, can't wait for comp. Last run, almost didn't do it, went out anyway. Osbo's following me. Go into outer two. Of course, come in a little deep. Smack the wall with the back of the car, and just as like it gets adjusted, and I slow up. Osbo comes and smacks the back of my car because I slowed down. Mm -hmm. And he was right. I mean, of course, he's practicing his last chase run before comp.
0: Yeah, so there's no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a good one. There's no hesitation. I mean, I slowed down because I hit the wall, and he comes in, smacks it, and I just dart front right into the wall. And that poor strut tower, I remember like hitting the wall. I mean, like, ah, I've hit stuff before in this car. It's usually completely fine. And I drive back and I'm like looking at people's like eyes get wide as I'm driving by, you know, because the front strut tower is pushing the hood up. Yeah. Like the hood is open from the strut tower hitting it because it's jammed so far up. I got out. And I'm like, ooh, Andy, you got some work to do, bud, because <laughs> <laughs> we're back out in like 30 minutes. Regardless, we are going yeah. back to the line. So, you better get to work. I'm gonna go get the welder out of the trailer. Yeah, you get the biggest hammer you can find. We'll meet back here in about ten. <laughs> and it was uh, fine. It was yeah. fine. They fixed it.
0: I yeah. mean, the the ratchet strap held it together for Lime Rock, so that's good. Or er, where were we? Uh, not lime Rock uh, Irwin- Laguna. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So, Irwindale, it seemed fine, and then, of course, my first run out in Laguna, we dive bombed, you know, through the corkscrew, and I. Bottom out at the bottom and just jam the strut tower back up. And then I ratchet strapped it down.
0: Yep. Put the fender right over top. No one knew the difference. It was great. Yep. Yeah. Statute of limitations is, I think we're good on that now. You can't get in trouble for it. So,
1: yeah. Adam probably saw it. Jibay probably saw it at some point.
0: Uh, Jibay is yeah. down for some sketchy shit. I mean, I've seen yeah. Jibay when the track goes cold. Jibay is down for some sketchy shit. So, yep.
1: <laughs> Who shout out to Jabe for uh for letting me get into drifting also because early on I think I'd done two local drift events in just my you know 89 horsepower NA Miata. Yeah. And uh we had just put together an LS Miata. And I asked Jabe if I could come to Alpine for Alpine Horizon for drifting. And I didn't know what I was getting into of course. Um and I'm like welding in door bars. You know, you're supposed to have a full cage. I'm like, well, I have a roll bar. And if I weld in some door bars, maybe they won't notice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I did that. And Jabe is like, no, no. How much drifting experience do you have? No. And then uh, somehow, and I finally like it came down, you know, I'm like not playing my card. I'm like, oh, but you know, I've been doing it a bit locally, which I hadn't. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm just like, Adam, I'm coming. Yeah. He's like, do not get me in trouble. It's like, just don't get me, do not get me in trouble. I will absolutely kill you. Oh. I'm like, okay, okay, thanks, buddy. And uh I, I roll out, you know, in my all-white Miata, you know, with like completely stock Miata with an LS in it. And I roll up between like four. Forest Vaughn, you know, and like the whole Falcon field in RTR and there's lasers going and there's the jump in the middle and the four wheel things going. And I'm like, Oh, what have I done? You know, I drifted like a go-kart track twice. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to be in so much trouble.
0: So I'm glad (laughs) you brought that up. I don't know if I've ever told this story here. Um, But you and I have a very, very similar entry into drifting. Today, we have something kind of neat. I was able to poke and prod Ryan Sage a little bit and get you guys uh, some savings on some cool merch. So use code podcast23 at checkout. Save yourself 20% on any FD merch. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever it is. You can't get this sign. That's mine. I'm not getting that one. But basically everything else, use code podcast23 at checkout. Save yourself 20%. Rep some FD shirts, some hats, whatever, and we'll see you out there. Um, which is funny. So the first <laughs> drift car I ever drove uh, was a Miata. Uh, now we did a big. <laughs> I, you may remember this, and I'm sure people listening at home may remember it. But we swapped a four BT Cummins into a Mazda Miata for a drift car. Pretty wild. Solid. Made okay. Like Eight hundred foot pounds. I've
1: definitely seen a video of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it it, it did pretty well. Um, so we hauled that car all the way down to Atlanta for grid life road Atlanta. And wow. all I had done was parking lot drifting. And I managed- that was your
1: first run down the hill at Atlanta. That was your first <laughs> in a Miata with the 800 pound motor in the front. Dude, 100%. Oh, no. There's video footage of
0: it, man. Yes. Like, same thing though. I'm sitting at the top of the hill. Nick Swan's there and you know, he's got his hand out uh-huh. and he's like, look in and he like goes to wave me and then he stops me. And I'm like, Okay, okay. And I'm like freaking open face helmet. I'm freaking out. And he's just like, I see him waving and like Vaughn, Chelsea, somebody yeah. else just blows by me. And he's like, okay, you're good. <laughs> I did my lap. I got the shots. I got the video. I come back around. Swan like pulls me aside. He's like, you need to get the, he's like, you need to get the fuck off this track. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was it's it. Like, that was it's it. like no. I did like
0: two laps at Road Atlanta. It was the first time I'd ever drifted on track. That's why I have it back here. That's the real reason. That's, oh my gosh! Oh yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so when I saw when I, I I'm glad you told the story because I was going to bring it up because I have heard that story. Um, yeah. And I'm like, damn, yeah. we're like the same guy. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh. That's what it, I mean. I don't want to like condone people doing stupid shit, but like just saying yes to stuff and just being confident in your sometimes, decisions will take you yeah. really far.
1: It doesn't hurt to say yes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just out. like yeah, it no, I can out. do this.
0: Yeah, like stupid confidence will like it can get you killed <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But it can also make for some amazing stories. So, <sighs> yep. yeah, too too funny. <laughs> Uh,
1: diesel Miata at Atlanta dude. It was That's sick. It was,
0: yeah, it ran 175 shot of nitrous. Like, cause of the course, turbo was so right. huge. Cause it I was to, to get, yeah, yeah, to get it. Yeah. Get it, it to spool. It revved. I can't remember what it revved to. It did rev really high. We had a company who like built like tractor pull engines, build it for us. So yeah. like it was, I mean, it was a built engine. It was, it was incredible a company called Northern upfitters. So a little mm. small shout out for them. If you guys need diesel engines built they're they're the guys. Um, <laughs> So I want to, I want to, I, I feel like I talked about on the live stream already that you run a stock fuel cell, uh, but furthering my research into the uh, bare bones nature of your vehicle, I did notice you also have like no gauges or like dash or any real display. In right.
1: Thing. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you kind of how it started. So okay. one was uh, that car originally was my pro-am car and for pro-am it was running in NA LS1 with 200,000 miles on it. Nice. With heads and cam. And I had a mechanic, I just had a mechanical oil gauge and a temp sensor.
0: Which is so sketchy. And
1: that was Th- it. Those gauges those... are
0: sketchy though. Cause like if that line breaks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't. It was fine. Okay. <laughs> so I had, so that was like, so, okay. And, uh, and I don't think I had a dash in Pro-Am either. So the reason this is important is cause that's what the car was when it was, you know, March 30th of 22, okay. <laughs> which was when I got the call that I was allowed to run Pro-Am mm. or sorry, I was allowed to run Pro-Spec. Right. So I had from then till, I think it was, what was it like 60 days or something like that from then to Orlando, which was the first event. And it was an absolute mad thrash to rebuild that car, you know, to be like, Hey, what do we even need for pro two? Right. I'd, I'd never been to an FD event. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'd I'd never been to one before. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I'd only maybe seen like one car, right. Which was like Josh's for like 30 minutes. And, uh, so I was like frantically looking through photos online of other people's FD cars to figure out like kind of what I needed. I'm like calling Josh on the phone. Who's like the only FD driver I knew at the time. It's Josh Love, yeah. right? Josh Love. Yeah. 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 And uh, I was like, do I need help? Like, what do I need? You know? And uh, so he's like told me and I'm like, okay, I need a, I need a motor. I need, I need a quick change. Uh, I'm going to need like, you know, a, a new angle kit. I want everything to be new. I, I've got to, T56 I don't have money for a GSR so hopefully the T56 will still not break and I'll just bolt a supercharger to a motor and right so there was like and then of course I had to have a Link ECU yeah but they didn't offer a wiring harness at the time and no one no one had yet made them for the for LS as far as like something you could just go buy yeah. now you can go get them from five different companies so it was a mad dash so it was like I remember like starting the car up you know like 4 days no 3 Three days before we left, we started the car up, and I hadn't done a dash yet. I didn't have time to do the harness for the dash or anything, so I just grabbed my Solo DL and stuck it to the windshield, and plugged it into CAN, and just got whatever would display on that because I knew that at least Link had the CAN output, pro, you know, for Aim Solo because I knew that's what they used for judging because mm-hmm. it said in the rule book that that's what they were going to use. I'm like, okay, so I know that works. So. I did that, and I had you know engine oil pressure and temperature on that, and I just stuck that to the windshield, and then we loaded the car for Orlando. So, <laughs> and I kind of just stuck with that for <laughs> up Ever. until now, forever. <laughs> once, you know, once you get used to something, I'm like, what else do I need? Like, I can I, at the end of the run, I can look at temperature, and uh, if the temps are good and it still has oil pressure, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep running it.
0: That's fair. I, I mean, that's about it. Like, yeah. What, I don't really, know what like, else you'd look. You're not looking at RPM. You're not looking at like no. But I mean, there no. there are guys running, you know, like tire temperature sensors, and they can they can see yeah. them in real time with ten zones. And I think tire
1: you know. temperature sensors would be pretty cool. Although, it did, honestly, the runs over so fast that all the tire pressure changes at least happen at the end, or like that happens between the runs, right? You know, pressure changes like immediately ending the run it's like a pound higher, but okay. it's only been like 23 seconds. So of course it doesn't have enough time to actually like heat up the air inside the tire and raise the pressure. And then that comes, so it'll sit in the pits and it'll like raise pressure
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it'll t- peak and then it kind of comes back down. But uh, external tire temperatures could be cool.
0: I mean, for the fronts at least to like see scrubbing, I know guys have done it too, to like understand like how the tires loading through the corners and stuff because like yeah. with, with these with these sensors they're they're multi zone, right? Like it's not just right. like it's hot or cold. Like you can see the There's whole thing. There's
1: gotta street. be a lot to learn for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I think just I, I I'm always fascinated by like burnout burnout pit protocol and like what guys do. And like certain guys like they live by those sensors now and certain guys like, no, hmm. I just do you know, I take the the release off. Of yeah. I just take huh. the release off and then I just run. Right, that's it. As soon as I see a bit of smoke, I know good. It sounds like reader. Yeah, I think it is. Sounds
1: like reader. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just make sure you
1: burn the release off and then pull to the line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It changes in smell. You'll taste it and then you're fine. You're right. That's like, that would be a reader comment. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. As soon as I taste it, get a little, you know, a little more sour, I know that the tires are good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've been doing it that long. Uh,
0: You can just sense it. I'm almost. Positive, I could do a blind smell test of all the tires on grid and get and, and nail it. Like,
1: probably. I'm,
0: oh, and and similar with fuel, too. Yeah. Fuel's, yeah. Oh, like what
1: you could pick your brand.
0: Yeah. No, dude. I mean, <laughs> those guys running VP, I'm usually pretty happy. It smells like candy. And then yeah. the guys on yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ignite Red. The VP red.
1: Race Fuel. Right. Yeah. And, and then the night the, Red's yeah, the, pretty spicy. The wow. E98 cars all kind of smell the same. Yeah. They're not that fun.
0: It smells like college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God a little bit.
0: Oh man.
1: So, so bare bones, right? So yeah. so I don't have a dash, uh which is a little a little odd, but you know, I do have the little screen and it's kind of eye level. So I can glance at it if I have to, but I don't often. Uh stock pedal set still from Prospec. Uh brake booster.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Um and then I don't know what else is stock, stock on that fuel car. fuel tank. Stock fuel tank. Yeah, that was another. Um, I was planning on changing that for last year. And I have, you know, shout out to Radium. Those best, those guys are the best. I absolutely love them. They take care of me so well. And have made it to the point, you know, by, you know, through their advice and components, you know, I've now ran a season in pro with a stock fuel tank. Don't have any fuel star, I've never had any issues, right? Yeah. And I don't know why I would change it. Now, well, you know, but of course,
0: it sits low. Like it is, it's it's in a good spot. It's as
1: low. It's as centered. It's as light as it's gonna get because it's. I mean, the thing weighs. You know, you've taken plastic fuel tanks out of the car. They weigh like nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Now. Now. I. I, Of course. You know. Again. Shout out to Radium. They have. I have my five gallon fuel cell sitting there. You know, (laughs) all ready to drop in. I just have to cut the hole and put it in the car. And I'm like. Yeah, I do like the stock fuel tank though. <laughs> Plus, uh, you know, if I go to like Grid Life and I want to go party drift with the uh, the other ASM guy, you know, Peter Collins, yeah, I can put 15 gallons in the car, you know, because it's big stuff, and just go run all day. Yeah. So um, that's super handy. But at the same time, yeah, if I put a five gallon fuel tank in, I can only do two runs at a time, maybe three.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But we'll I, um, you're running? Are you still running from mount rod? Oh, and a front mount radiator. Yeah, you literally yes. go against stock size. All, you go against every piece of advice I offer to people, and it's so frustrating, but so inspiring.
1: Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stock stock size front ra- front mount rad. Uh, great. I probably got the coolest water temps in the grid. I don't think I ever saw above like two ten even on the hottest days. I know guys running like um, two sixty. Yeah, it's it's hard to get cool air in the back of the car, and yeah. then of course you're relying on on uh, on fan power alone. Yeah. Just not so right. I, I've got a pretty good advantage with it in the front. Uh, definitely some disadvantages. I'm not worried about rear weight. You may have seen a lot of guys shifting weight forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's with how grippy the rear tires are now, and how big of a stagger we have in sizing. Um, it, the whole season is just a battle of front grip. Which is, it's odd to say that, you know, a drift car understeers, but everyone's, you know, number one battle and concern on car setup is understeer right now. So mm. a little extra front weight uh, certainly doesn't hurt. Um, with that said, uh, I might actually move the radiator to the back next year. And I have a good reason. Okay. It's because I want to put the intercooler in the front, I want better cooling. Yeah. For the intercooler and the front air is better. Uh, there's going to be a higher differential temperature uh, for it, right? Where the radiator, you know. So what if the water's two thirty? It's fine. You know, if we have as long as we have enough coolant pressure, um, then I'm not really that worried about it. So probably switch them. I'll put the intercooler in the front next year and the radiator in the back. So,
0: hmm. Interesting. We'll I think see I think that, like that works. Side ducting is one of the the things that I've seen that's worked really well. Like it, I, I know guys who yeah. just drive party events and they're like, yeah, we just, I side duck because I'm sideways most of the time. Right, so like, right. why are we trying to scoop air from the front when the air is literally trying to go past that? Yeah. Like, you're not producing yeah. a zone for it to go into.
1: You need like a little flap. So the, you know, like the leading window is like open and the oh, trailing window like, like, like seals shut. Like baffles in a fuel shut. tank? Like baffles, yes. That's- yeah. That way actually. it pressurizes, and then you go the other way. They flop the other way. Do it. Okay.
0: That's yeah, actually, that. yeah, that's good. It'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, it's exactly like a baffled oil tank or a baffled fuel yeah. tank or whatever.
1: Huh. Get a little like air that. pressure stuck there.
0: I want to know why, like, guys aren't running, like, water spray Like, I don't know. Maybe it's a rule thing, but, like, why not run no, water No, no, some sprayers? do. Do they? Some
1: do. Yeah. Well, I know I everybody's just- got,
0: like, a guy that, like, you know, works for sandwiches that sprays, but... I've seen plenty of party
1: cars with water sprayers on them. Yeah, I just same. don't know about pro FD cars.
0: And then if they happen to like also drip onto the tires, like oh no, <laughs> sorry Kevin.
1: <laughs> oh poor Kevin.
0: I know. I know. He's like no, no. I, I don't th- stop trying I, to
1: bend them rules.
0: I do think that like tire sprayers are are not allowed. Although I don't know, I'm gonna have to look if they're like explicitly not allowed. I don't. I don't, know if I you don't remember I don't, this might have been. I think it. I
1: think it just says it can't hit the track. I don't think it says it can't hit the tires.
0: Do you? Do you remember the Irwindale where like Chelsea Deno? There was like one puddle left in Irwindale, and Chelsea Denofa is just driving his car through it after every run. And like it took it took like one run before everyone went, oh shit! I know what he's doing. Like he's it's a water pit. (laughs) Like he's got a water pit now.
1: (laughs) Right. So yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, why not? Why not just spray the tires? I mean, the other one would be like CO two, but then you got another canister that's in there that you got to deal with and (laughs) stuff. But.
1: Yeah. I've seen like, you know, the also just like nitrous purges, but yeah. then they just spray on the coolers. Yeah. They just sit there between the runs and purge the nitrous onto the coolers. Yeah.
0: Why not? Um, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's like a bunch yeah. of like room for creativity, but like but also the more you add, the more that can go wrong and the more problems yeah. you can
1: have, like for sure. Like reducing complexity is yeah. gotta be. Worth something, and a lot of these things that can deal with the temperatures. You know, again, as long as you have it set up for it, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with running 240 degree water temp as long as you know you have the pressure overhead and and you're not gonna you know have cavitation on the cylinder liners or anything that you have enough water pump to flow it. Then go for it. I mean, the motor's not gonna care. Yeah. So it's just uh, <laughs> if you don't have everything right. Right, then you start to run out of that margin up top for Mm. for extra. Um, You know, there's a reason the cooling fans on some cars don't turn on until two thirty-five.
0: Right, that's because
1: that's okay. Yeah, and the the higher you know differential temperature, the more cooling power is available. So,
0: is there a piece of technology or like a piece of either like etiquette or information that? drifting in general is missing from the road road, like racing world.
1: No, I, Hmm. I don't think so. If anything, I feel like, um, the drift scene is almost better with it. Mm. Like you could probably go, you know, ask half the road racers what Ackerman is and they wouldn't have any clue.
0: It's a good point.
1: They certainly aren't going to know what trail is. I didn't even know what trail was, you know? I was like, what the, what are you talking about? (laughs) They might know what camber is. They might know what caster is. They're not going to know what kingpin inclination is. Not many, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And let alone like how to use it or uh, understand, you know, why you want scrub radius, you know, why scrub, why, you know, more scrub radius might be better. Um, Setup wise, tuning tools. I think data is a bit underutilized from what I've seen in drifting. Um, for sure, I was trying to work with Josh a little bit on that. You know, when he's telling me about his runs, and I am trying to figure out what I can do on the car to help him. And uh, and then you know, finally, you know, digging, starting to dig into the data and and coming up with. Um, you know moments in data where you can see the driver's inputs and see in the inputs that they're struggling with something. Ah, and you know you you can pretty easily see you know on an input you know okay well the driver's full throttle and he's left foot braking and the rpms are decreasing. Okay, well that that's a problem. He obviously doesn't want that. You know his mm-hmm. foot's to the floor and rpms going down. And he's left foot braking, so the car's not staying wide enough for him, mm-hmm. and he's not able to build enough RPM to fix that problem either, right? So, okay, so now the car needs more power, yeah, or the mm-hmm. car needs to be loosened up if or power is not brake an option. Bias
0: is not set correctly, or either. we
1: need to run the brake bias forward, you know. Yeah. And then you have some more talking points, and you know, when you have a really good run, you know, you'll you'll see that like all of the inputs are like almost utilized. Part like partly, you know, you'll see a little bit of left foot brake, you know, you'll see jabs of full throttle, but then maintenance and adjustments, and uh, you can kind of pick out what is like a good run versus a run where the driver might be struggling, mm-hmm. um, and that's like the really that's the most basic stuff. I mean, we're not even talking about like actually like looking at you know lines, right? Of course, they have GPS. You can look at lines. You can do overlays. Um, that's just kind of blindly looking at one run steering angle i know i heard a couple teams start you know that are that of course run steering pots you know, i don't even i don't have them but a lot of the road race community and certainly every single car you know running at a professional level would have all of this stuff yeah every team running a pro program in motorsports would have all of this they would have an engineer that pulls data at the end of every run and goes through it, and then delivers a copy to the driver and the driver's laptop, and they would go through it, and then another copy be sent to the engine, you know, whoever is doing the engine management, and uh, maybe that's that's something that isn't fully there. And of course, that's I mean, that's budget, also, right? Because yeah, these things are expensive. I mean, you gotta pay for the data parts, you know the the wiring, the everything Sensors, adds up. Yeah. Let alone paying an engineer, and a tire guy, and an engine guy, and it, and then having the time. A lot of us, just like myself, you know, um, you know, I'm not, I can't just be the driver at the event. You know, it's also my car, and I know all the parts on it, and I'm looking it over also, and you know, trying to help run the team. And make sure everyone's where they're supposed to be. So, things like that. Uh, there's only a couple teams, you know, maybe three, four teams where the driver's only the driver.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You're only the driver. That's your only job yeah. is to just drive the car. And then when you're not driving the car, work on driving the car better.
0: <laughs> right. You
1: know, work on learning, you know, reviewing your runs, reviewing the data, reviewing other drivers, whoever you're going to battle against. Just focus on driving the car and driving the car as good as you can, and then have everyone else in line to do everything else. I think you know, a lot of that is the reason why RTR was so successful this year is because yeah. they're one of the teams that take you know, take that stance quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, of Osbo, <clears throat> Osbo is like that, and I mean, Osbo, yeah, right. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure we got, I'm I mean, sure he's doing OD a lot more is. than that, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and he, I'll, and I don't mean to say that too directly because, of course, you know, you'll see Vaughn under his own car. And oh yeah, you'll see, you know, of course, um, you know, Odie, of course, on his car. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of teams that want you know that level, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's it's still a business, right? So
0: yeah. Well, um, and we're we're still more. There's or less always so like-
1: many resources.
0: Yeah, we're and we're still fledgling. I mean, like we talk about like twenty years, but like in the grand scheme of motorsport, that is so right, so narrow. Yeah. Like I know when we talk, right. like you know, I've I've always I've always said like if if one of these large corporate sponsors from one of the a, a, name any racing league even realized how cheap drifting was to run with the amount of reach that it gets, it would be a no brainer. But right, I I think personally, a lot of it is just like the people that are in those positions of power are at an age where drifting is not something that they grew up with. They're not acknowledging it. They just think it's a fad, whatever. But the upside is that like, we are now getting to the point where people who were into drifting 15 years ago are now getting into positions of power and we're starting to see these budgets come out. We just need like, you know, somebody at DHL, like a a guy that grew up on (laughs) drifting, be like head of marketing for DHL. Right.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, no, you're I, absolutely right. It is yeah. a very young sport still, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's it's super young. Like, I mean, 20 yeah. years, 20 years in the U S so right. that's not a lot of time to, you know, prove your worth. Cause like, really you take the first five, six years of it. You can kind of like write that off as like, Oh, it was just a fad. So no, like not many, obviously a lot of brands took it seriously. There was a lot of people that came into the sport and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to discredit it those first five years, but like we're still waiting for like an M&M's car, right? Or, yeah. or a DHL car, a FedEx car, a Bank of America car, like very, right. very large multi-billion dollar, dollar multinational companies.
1: It's got to be coming.
0: We, I mean, we've seen I mean, seen you it. see our,
1: our numbers yeah. creeping closer and closer to the NASCAR numbers and yeah. exceeding them in some areas. And, well, uh... Those corporate sponsors are going to be coming at some point.
0: I I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think, you know, getting the show up on Mav TV provides credibility to those people in power because like, I've even like, even with my dad, like when we first started doing this, like he's like, well, is it on TV? Can I watch it on satellite? And I'm like,
1: (laughs) right, right. No, you
0: have to go onto a computer. He's like, well, I'm not at work, so I'm not doing that. And
1: like, right. I
0: think back to that conversation. We're just
1: getting over that. We're just getting over the whole like, normal households do not have cable television.
0: No, it's crazy. That's just,
1: that, that's yeah. just starting now. Like, I, yeah. I, I th- haven't had it for a long time. And I know a lot of people that don't know.
0: I bought but- my first house 10 years ago. And like, we had satellite for a month and a half. And I got the first bill and it was like $300. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, hard no. <laughs> like, nope, done, Pass. bye. Come pick it What's up. What's my internet
1: bill? Like fifty bucks. Yeah, I'll do that. Thanks. Yeah,
0: I wish Canada's internet. Well, is brutal, I mean, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Sorry. Uh, well, mine's,
1: but- mine's not that anymore. But I do remember. <laughs> I do remember like my first like apartment. Yeah. And being like, oh yeah, you know what? I don't need TV. I'm good.
0: Yeah, I. I, mean, I just got YouTube. We're good.
1: Yeah, I got YouTube and Netflix. That's Netflix. been around for a while, right?
0: Yeah, it's Netflix, been a minute.
1: That that DVD in the mail.
0: Yeah, that so, thing. That, that like replace Redbox and yeah, Blockbuster. yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah yep.
0: I do no, think there's the little, still a Redbox at like a grocery store. I have in my one hometown. here in
1: town. Um, <coughs> yeah. I swear, like they must just be owned by dollar stores now because mm. they, that's where they are. If you have a dollar right. store, you've got a Redbox. Probably have that's a contract.
0: Correct. Huh. See, but like, there's and, like a I don't know, like Dollar General. Why don't we have a Dollar General? Dollar con? General. Well, I know people have tried, like, I know I have had maybe. so many discussions with drivers about like, who have you pitched? Like who, like, who have you oh, gone like to? Oh, like everyone's
1: pitched, like loves Dollar General, seven
0: eleven. 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is any now, Any truck stop. 7-Eleven Please is pay a, for my
0: diesel. 7-Eleven is an interesting <laughs> one because like, if you look at their marketing team now, it is very young. I know. Uh, I, dude, I I'm, a, I'm having,
1: I'm having yeah. my Miata wrapped 7-Eleven. Oh, Josh yeah? is working on the, oh yeah. 7-Eleven, Icy you know slurpees
0: yeah yeah of course oh uh, people
1: are like i are think are they gonna sponsor you i'm like no well <laughs> but it's we gonna saw, be awesome
0: we saw like circle k jump in very briefly with a pro 2 driver um oh, back okay. in the day uh carolina i can't remember i can't pronounce her last name mm. I believe she's polish or ukrainian but like they had a small logo there and i was like mm. oh shit this might be it but i don't think right move past mm. there I don't know. One when day,
1: you, I feel like a lot of the big brands are trying to get into that, like the paddock space.
0: So, you I'm know so I mean? glad you said that. Like, there is, for lack of a better term, uh, man, I might have to edit this one out. But like, maybe it's it's a big dick swinging move <laughs> where you're like, come to my suite at the racetrack. I am a corporate right. person. Yeah, exactly. Like you look at look at F1 tickets, right? you get into the paddock space or corporate space, it's ridiculous amounts of money. We're talking yep. like thirty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 to get into these places. Like maybe that's what it is. Maybe like, but the yep. problem is like, is it a build it and they will come? Like, do we have these mm-hmm. like paddock spaces that we can rent out? Like we have it in some tracks where like you can have a suite. Sure. Is that enough? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, we right. had a suite at, I think we had a suite at New Jersey. Yeah. And you know, I had I don't know people up there. We're supposed to have some corporate people up there. Of course, no <laughs> one showed up. But like four people show up.
0: Hey, man, I I had a birthday party like that once too when I was ten. So I yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens. Um,
1: I mean, but like you look but, at like
0: IMSA, right? That's yeah, all B two B brands. Like right. You know, Salesforce is sponsoring F one. Right. Right.
1: Like but that's the thing that they're sponsoring F one, not yeah. like a team. Mm-hmm. So that's like where you get that weird, like how many, how many of these larger brands are like, no, 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 no. One, one car. That's too small. I want to sponsor FD.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I want to
1: sponsor Gridley.
0: all of life. I want all of, I want us.
1: Sp-
0: right. So like, that's- do we just start asking for more money in the proposals? Do we go? Yeah, it's half a million dollars. You want to be part of this team? It's half a million dollars. Like, <laughs> that way, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's also a discussion right. that like, Go, and it's I've, two
1: cars. It's two cars. Yeah. It's two, it's two car team. Half a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've I've heard that discussion as well. Like, you know I mean, once again, like not naming names where guys are like, yeah, part of the issue is that like younger guys getting into drifting, not even FD, just like in general, undervalue their influence. And then I speak to this company, like, well, I can sponsor this kid with five thousand YouTube subscribers for like fifty bucks in a handshake. Why would I give right. you a hundred thousand dollars when Data-wise, you're not that different. Like,
1: Yeah, that's true. But you get the, uh, I guess you have to capitalize on the, you know, in real life interactions. Like you said, they, you know, it has to be a place where they can utilize those track experiences either for their, you know, their customers, their own personal fan base, their clients, you know, whether it's, hey, we travel the country, you know, hey, you have clients all over the nation. Yeah. Perfect. You know, we have, we're going to have events all over the nation in big cities, and we're going to have a space for your clients and customers in order to come out and be entertained.
0: Take your best, best performing customer or best performing client, or if you're a reseller, you know, your best performing salesperson. And if they do well, they get to come to this event and get catered and get to hang out with the race team for a weekend.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes.
0: That should be in every single FD pitch.
1: Yeah. I swear that's half of what all the NASCAR sponsors and teams are about. I mean it's yeah. it's all about like
0: We go to the track. We we, we sponsor this team, we go to the track. Dude, uh,
1: we hockey. go to the track and we see our team.
0: I I looked into with my own company sponsoring like the local junior hockey team and uh yep. It's chi- it's cheaper for me to do that than it is to buy season tickets in a lot of cases. <laughs> I can get like a okay. box that's catered. And that is cheaper yep. than me buying like family, like my family season passes for the year. Right. Hmm. I could bring clients. Like I could bring right. friends. I could do whatever the hell I want. So, I yeah. Anyways. Yep. We'll solve all the world's <laughs> issues here. I don't. I, I get so heated. About, Can like, we just, just talk about this part.
1: for like four hours?
0: Just just straight sponsor talk. <laughs> and like just a, yeah. Sponsor pitches. The problem is like nobody. It's a it's new like, segment. Yeah. Sponsor yeah just, just sponsor pitches. Jacob <laughs> and Robert. <laughs> We just so throw ideas week. against each other. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It's like Dragon's Perfect. Den, but drifting. <laughs> uh, or what do you guys call it? Shark Tank. Shark Tank. That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shark Tank. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I always like to just talk about the stuff that people don't publicly talk about. I think sponsorship, car setup, the politics yep. of drifting, the team dynamics, like these like taboo subjects, like, we all talk about it in the pits.
1: And with the politics is good entertainment.
0: Oh, buddy! Oh man!
1: All I could get fired happens, so quick. <laughs> I feel like I sit on the I, I sit on the sidelines. Like I feel like I'm so neutral that yeah. I just like sit and watch. I haven't had anything like super super controversial. No. So I'm just like, yeah, oh right yeah. Oh, yet.
0: What's going on? It'll I just happen. watch the show. You'll hit somebody in practice, and that'll be it. Your reputation's gone. Someone's gonna be like, yeah, Robert drives too hard in practice, and that's it. It's over. <laughs>
1: You're not wrong, yeah. Like, have I hit anyone in practice? I don't think so. Yeah, I did. I hit more people in practice last year for sure. <laughs> wow, I mean, everyone in pro is so good; they don't like mess up that often. So,
0: dude, yeah, it's That's, wild. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's wild. Maybe
1: maybe, maybe I don't hit anyone because I'm slow. Chelsea hits me every practice, right? Really, Chelsea so.
0: hits everybody, but like, <laughs> it's not like a disrespectful hit, though.
1: No, I give him. I, I high five after it. After yeah.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's like, like as long reminder. as it's like perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just like a perfect rub. It, it's like a reminder. Like, dude, it's your, your car's still slow. Can you <laughs> let's go? It's almost if he's like, pushing you through the corner, you're like, all right, I'll go lower the tire pressure more.
0: It's like a hitman leaving a chocolate on your pillow. Be like, I can kill you anytime I want to. Yeah. And just exactly. reminding you of that.
1: Just <laughs> reminding you. like, all right, all right. I'll come back to the pits. I'm like, boys, we gotta spice it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea says it's not enough.
0: Yeah, what did what did he say to you? Uh, see that rubber mark on the door? That's what he said to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It only so, happened. It only happened four times. So,
0: so as as somebody who's driven both extreme and obscure cars, like we're talking RX8, you know Volvo C30, which you did incredible in, twelve um, C, you know an R8 LMS. Is there oh, yeah, any of those? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, I'm reminding you of cars you've driven now. Don't um, forget
1: about the S two thousand, my baby, and the S two thousand, my pride and joy. Yeah,
0: several BMWs, NA Miata. I mean, I got a, I literally got a whole. I can all, send I'm you your of, notes. I don't,
1: I don't discriminate.
0: I don't discriminate. i drive anything. What of those cars would you say had the most soul?
1: Hmm. Oh, uh that's an easy one. So, okay. and um, and and it was all hand built car. So I have to give props to uh three R. 3R uh, racing out of Colorado built the uh Volvo S60 race car that ran World Challenge right and this is like a this is a car that will lap with modern GT3 cars like on par absolutely like in fact in a, on a one lap qualifying battle it'll probably crush them and uh and not only that, I mean, it can go out and do forty minute road, forty minute race. You know, it ran world challenge, won the championship multiple times, driven by uh, you know Randy Post and Alex Figgy, and I can't remember the third driver for a little while. Anyway, long story short, I got to drive the car for a number of tests, and I was scheduled to drive it for the season. I ended up running uh, the McLaren for the first time, but then the team switched to McLarens because. Um, they said only GT3 cars in the championship. So this is the last year, right, of professional road racing
0: mm-hmm. in
1: hand-built cars. So
0: 2014, right? Yeah. Is this, yep. Yeah. probably World Challenge? Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um, so this was uh, the off-season before that. And man, the S60. So this was a, you know, a true, this was a four-wheel drive, you know, car. Uh, it weighed 3,000 pounds, right? Pretty chunky. And it had a, you know, transverse drive, try, drive train, you know, Volvo five cylinder and, you know, six, seven hundred horsepower. And every, it was, it was like for one lap is the best car I've ever driven. Mm. Sequential gearbox. And it had, it had a lot, it had a lot of the, a lot of soul. Cause like the way it drove was like, Kind of everything you dream about when it comes from like what a car could do if it was just the best because it was right. four wheel drive. I was on a you know a track. It was at High Plains Raceway where you could jam it into first gear, cut the wheel, and you know leave the corner with all four wheels spinning. You know, and then pound through sequential gear, second, third, fourth. It's like it's like what I'd imagine like the unicorn would be like to drive.
0: Ah, uh, okay. You
1: know, just an absolute badass four-wheel drive car with tons of power. I never raced it, but I just got to drive it once. I got to drive it the last time it was ever driven. All three are in storage somewhere in California now. There's three chassis. Um they're still fully assembled uh, in Jim's warehouse. <laughs> and uh that was that was a cool car. Uh GT3 cars are cool. Um I mean, you got to win after that. You
0: got to win a couple podiums yep. in that McLaren.
1: So, yep, yep, yeah. The McLarens were really cool. Um, the RX 8 was pretty good too. Three rotor, right? So, you can yeah. just imagine the sound. Three rotor, It uh, was a Riley built tube frame chassis. These were built by, built by Speed Source. Um, okay. back in the day, what was this, 2008? 2008, I think yeah. I did the Daytona 24 Hours. I was 17 at the time, and I was driving for Racer's Edge. So we were like the second team running these basically like factory-backed RX-8s, right? Because this is when RX-8s were production cars at the time. Uh, But they ran the three-liter engine. Uh, They were pretty sporty. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is like the other, this is like the other end of the spectrum. You know, this is like the ultimate in like super lightweight, full tube frame chassis, carbon, you know, single piece carbon fiber body. Low mount, ma- you know, the the engine just mounted right next to you, basically. These things were screaming rocket ships, and uh, and it, it was cool. And of course, you were, we were all deaf by the end of the race. You know, twenty four hour race in these cars um, split between. I think we had four drivers for that one. I've done a 20 I did the Daytona 24 with three drivers. That was long. Yeah. Um, but that car was pretty cool too. Yeah. So that's that's wild.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't have uh I didn't have any info on that other Volvo, so that's sick. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: I've got one YouTube clip of me driving it oh, really? before I started YouTube. And uh it's just like an in-car video. And uh I don't think there was any anything. I didn't do a lot of social media back then. So yeah.
0: I, I will say probably the most fun clip that I found is you doing two laps at uh, Mossport for star Mazda. Oh yeah. Um,
1: also I grew rabbi. up, I grew up
0: like right near that track. So for me, it was like, scrolling yeah, where's through my spot? Mossport? yeah, I was like, Holy shit. I actually like,
1: have it. <laughs> I'm like, for my Mossport, it's here somewhere. I have, I think it fell down. I thought I it was right. Know. I thought it was, I thought it was right there. <laughs> Maybe it's behind uh, the TV. I've got, so you have the track behind you. I have yeah. a Mossport. Okay. The, the wood cut out.
0: Yeah. That's I so cool. It. I I literally grew up 15 minutes from yeah. that track. So yeah.
1: If, if, if any of my bios growing up and it said like, what's your favorite track? Great. Cause they always have the stupid bio thing. So yeah. mine's always Mossport Canada. Really? That's so yeah. cool.
0: Huh? Yeah.
1: I freaking love that track. Old, old, F1 so of course, track, and part so, of it was yeah. doing that, the test right in the formula cars. Yeah. Yeah, was that? I mean, it just felt it's like the biggest like grab your balls and go for it laps.
0: And and if you watch that clip, that's what you're doing. Like the way you're (laughs) attacking steering input, I'm like, oh, this guy's trying to get everything out of this car. Like you could, it it literally looked like you were battling for the lead the whole time.
1: Yeah, it's a burn it to the ground lap.
0: (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, (laughs) burn it to the ground lap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there like any other cool racing memories? I remember seeing like a clip of you at, at at Lime Rock, like going four wide into turn one. Like you, you've got to have some like pretty nuts, crazy stuff that's, that's happened over the years.
1: Yeah. 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 There's, there's been some, some good ones. I got a couple memories from mid Ohio, some good, some bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, as far as cool clips, um, Yes, I didn't get into doing uh doing YouTube until 2019 right and um, starting that was after uh so I did an event which I wish the reason I started YouTube was I did this event um one lap of America and I didn't film anything. Mm-hmm. And there were so many things that happened on it that I wish I had even a couple pictures of, you know, to like savor the memory of the adventure. And uh, I said I'd like I I would never do it again without without videoing it. And then I started YouTubing stuff after that because I was like, even if no one ever watches this, like I like feel like I'm documenting my life, you know. Whether it's just like my family members will watch it or I can go watch it back or, you know, ever have kids show it to my kids, um, whatever it is, you know, it's a document documentation of anything that, you know, happens. So good or bad. And, uh, I definitely, for the first, I think I did, you know, kind of three years of YouTube, uh, without too many gaps and, uh, definitely really enjoyed it from that aspect. You know, like, actually capturing and remembering all of the cool things that happened. You know, you asked me like, what's some favorite clips? And I'm thinking about all kinds of things I remember that happened <laughs> that I don't have any footage of. You know, I remember yeah. at Mossport, you know, jumping the back of the Formula BMW over another car and landing the, my front wing on top of their rear wing. <laughs> and then like riding that down the hill until they came off. Uh, and okay. then I specifically remember it because I then had to go to the steward after the race and come up with an excuse for why I did it. <laughs> now, luckily, there wasn't footage of anything back then. <laughs> it's so, all hearsay.
0: Allegedly. <laughs> it was all hearsay. Yeah, allegedly
1: allegedly it was all hearsay. Allegedly this happened. And yeah. I remember I walk in and he has the rear crash box from three different cars. He's like, apparently, <laughs> all three of these are damaged from your car. <laughs> Like, wow. I like, Sir, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been anyone.
0: yes yeah, Any of these cars. It's like, you're it could of anyone. Like hanging off. You're like, no idea who did it. But if you find <laughs> yeah. him, you let me know. <laughs> like,
1: that's partially why i was a little i was a little crashy in my younger age you know now i try to like settle Uh, up you'll see it come out sometimes you know i made it through like almost two years of nasa before it came out and i crashed everyone in the final race
0: hitting the bmw and road atlanta that was a good one
1: in the bmw yeah yep (sighs) yep yeah i forgot about that one too it was a good one you tried Uh, to dive
0: in buddy like cut the cut the apex yeah yeah he should have checked his mirror Yep.
1: That was Catesby, wasn't it? Yeah, I hit Catesby, Atlanta.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I hit hit Andy. You mentioned the four wide clip going into Lime Rock. You know why? I was like, three is good, but I could probably make it four. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was no rush. Like their only outcome of that race was going to be me and Tom out front battling it out for the lead. Because we were both like on average a second and a half faster than anyone that weekend. Yeah, And yet here I am on the first lap. For the fourth car wide, passing, you know, the team owner, you know, putting him in the sandwich. But of course, I ended up just rubbing on Andy. Luckily, he didn't turn me in for it. Thanks, Andy. Uh, and then getting off of that, and then I came down, and then I ended up on the outside of our other team car with Matt Wallbaum. and then we also hit each other. <sighs> yeah. See, this is why I drift now. See, people don't people get a lot less mad. Yeah. And 100%. in drifting. Yeah, and drifting, you're allowed to hit your teammate. They mm-hmm. don't even get mad. No, you know, it, it's almost preferred. It's so, yeah. It's
0: like high fives.
1: It's like high fives. Yeah, a yeah. little bump on your teammate's preferred. Yeah. you know, road racing, they kind of get frowned upon. <laughs> frowned upon. Adam will Adam Jabe will come down and yell at me, and I'd be like Robert.
0: I I will say there is there's no <laughs> better experience in the world than waking up hungover to Adam Jabe's voice at 8 a.m. when the track's starting to go hot. Like mm-hmm. there is. There is something about that man. I don't get to spend nearly enough time with him, but he is one of my favorite human beings. And then when I found out like he actually listened to the show, I was like, dude, I didn't even know you liked drifting. He's like, Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm all about it. I'm like, Really? <laughs> yeah. He's I, I hope he makes it this far into the show because he is he is one of my favorite human beings of all time. Yep. Yeah. yeah love that guy. For sure. Yeah. Does he still we'll, have his we'll full time peer, job? Peer pressure. Too? Yeah. We should get him in a There's drift car. No park.
1: way. I, cause Cause he said, well, we we had him drift um we had him drift Andy's 350 Z at Nola two years ago. Okay. I know that's not recent. I'm just saying No, it, I'll take it. He seemed like he had fun, you know.
0: It's that's the thing about drifting. Like once you're I've I don't know if I've ever heard of somebody get out of a drift car and be like, nah, not for me. Like I don't think it's ever happened. Right. <laughs> like
1: Right. No, you're absolutely right.
0: It's it's just getting them into the car. That's the hard part. It's like, whoa, oh, I don't know about this. This looks dangerous. And like it is, it's amazing. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I, I have trouble um with some of my like autocross friends or you know, the like guys that are just like lightly into DE stuff. Yeah. And they're like, I can't imagine, you know, being able to afford to drift. I'm like, and it's surprisingly easy to justify once you realize how much fun you're
0: having. Yeah. Smiles like, per dollar is probably exactly one of the best ratios right. out there.
1: I'm like, I don't know, like I don't know what to tell you. Like I understand like it's gonna cost a little bit of money, but even if you're just out there and you're like beat up 350 Z, and you bring you know four tires with you a day, like I cannot describe how much fun you're going to have. Yeah. Compared to like anything else, anything else, like take however minute much you know so that's gonna you know three hundred dollars you got into that day if it's a local event. Mm-hmm. Like you are going to you'll never spend a better three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think. I yep. think there is a point of diminishing return with cost and fun. Um, I also like think it depends on where your mindset is. Like I realized years ago, like I am not competitive enough to be a competitive drifter. I'm also not good enough. Realize that pretty quick. But for me, like that same thing. Like just a, I've always built really shit cars. I've always built cars that are weird and obscure. Like the Miata. I just used to drift like an old yep. Ford Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. You know, even my BMW that was like a <laughs> BMW, it was a 540i, so it was a boat. Like, it's yeah. never been a, like, S chassis or a Z or whatever, but I enjoy yeah. that. I enjoy the struggle. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm a glutton for punishment. I want to drive something that no one else is driving, that's super hard, That's always needs tinkering, that always always be a little bit better, <laughs> yep. but I don't know. Maybe I'd change my mind if somebody put me in a proper car. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you need to get behind the wheel of okay, next time you're at a grid life event, we'll stick you in with Pete in the uh, in MS seven. You know, the the white and blue ASM E forty six. Yeah, Peter Collins. Yeah, he'll he'll he st- he'll get you in there. Plus he's we've got like five drift cars in the ASM fleet of drift cars now, and we're building two more this winter. So we'll get we'll get you in. You can go through like all the levels, you know, anywhere from like a really beater one. That would be, work you all the way up to like driving my pro car.
0: That would be a fun series. Like take a you know, semi competent yeah. drifter, right? Like somebody like who isn't amazing, yeah. and just like mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna start you in hundred horsepower. Yeah. See what you can do, and then mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be I'd be yep. I'd fly to, I'd fly to Oklahoma for that. Oh yeah, all yeah,
1: right. yeah. We'll start in like the the Mustang, you know, which makes like one hundred and fifty horsepower right yeah. now on a good day, and then we'll just work you way work you up.
0: That would be a um, cool series. I,
1: yeah. I put uh, Cerise Taylor. Is
0: that right? Yeah. Cerise. Cerise.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, I put her in my pro car at Heartland Park last year.
0: I did see that. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she killed it. She had fun. She did burned off a set of tires and two laps. And of course, you know, she's like, they're already gone. And I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's like 700 horsepower. It doesn't- That's how this works. <laughs> You kind of you push the pedal down three or four times and then that's it. They're just yeah. smoke and mirrors. They evaporate. Yeah. The pro car is so easy though. I mean, I guess at I least know. the prospect, the prospect car is really easy because you've yeah. still got, you don't have that tire stagger. You've got two fifty fives on the front and two fifty fives on the back and enough power to just waste them in a second. Mm-hmm. So, and of course it has tons of angle. It's the best of all worlds. Uh, once you get like huge tire stagger or you get really gripped up, then then it does get a little tricky. What's well, you're wrestling um,
0: at that point? You're wrestling the car yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. bit
1: of a fight. And then we're tuning the cars to be to do not what they're supposed to do, right? We're tuning them to be fast, which yeah. makes no sense. Um,
0: I still think. Yeah, I I said this in Nick's episode. I think mm-hmm. we might see a shift. I. Yeah, yeah. I think we might. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. It's
1: not like I mean, I trust me, I like the struggle. You know, um, every time I'm in a driver's meeting and someone's like, This is hard because of this or that, and I'm like, Yeah, it's supposed to be.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Isn't that so, why it's fun? Are you they look at me like I'm crazy, you know? Because yeah. I'm like you're like, all right, new guy. No, it, no, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, it's awesome. You can't see outer two at all. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, What are you talking about? Where where I'm do like, you well, we all can't see it?
0: Where do you fall in this tire debate? You're
1: gonna love it. Um you, I, I love how hard it, so, okay, I have, I have two opinions. Okay, so well, I have two arguments, right? Yeah. One is, I do want it to be like the pinnacle of the sport, right? right. So how weird would it be if F1 wasn't the fastest cars? Yeah. Right? Like, right. if F1 was like, well, it was really good racing, though. But, but no, 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 it's really good racing. But? But they're like slow.
0: <laughs> this generation of F1 cars are not the fastest cars.
1: Yeah, but they're within like they're still the fastest cars right now.
0: Right, I agree. But okay, they they enough. have not always continuously gotten faster. There have been ebbs and flows in their track times. Like Valtteri Bottas, and they, ha- they still have they have done the it
1: to yeah. improve racing. So that's a good point. They've done it to improve racing.
0: Right. They've taken speed out to make wheel to wheel action better.
1: Wheel to wheel action better. Okay, fair enough. All right. So we don't want to go too far, right? Because right. we don't want the cars to not be the coolest cars in the world. So I think that's important. I don't, I want to make sure that the car you bring out, in order for it to be competitive, it needs to be the best car in the world. Okay. Which is very counterintuitive, probably to a lot of people's thoughts, where they're like, well, I want it to be affordable or I want it to be you know, equal or I want this chassis to be competitive with that chassis, you know, and I want to make sure that it's the, still the pinnacle of the sport, you know, that that's still required. Um, would it maybe be a little easier if the cars were a little slower? Could the drifting be closer together more often? Yeah, probably. Okay. The, the cars are a little gripped up. Um, The thing is, is that no matter what you do, we're going to keep making them that way. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep making them gripped up. So you can change the rules, but it's not going to change us from making the setups that way. You know, Making the car as fast as possible in the setup, that's not going to stop happening. So you might limit the rear tire and then we figure out, well, maybe now it's faster if I put a smaller tire on the front. And then all of a
0: sudden, the car is difficult to drive again it's it's that like you every time you make a better mouse trap you just make a smarter mouse
1: right and that's yeah. like you know like you said in the f1 rules you know every time they make a rule that slows them down well, that lasts like Two 3 years, years yeah. until they break the track records again yeah they'll they'll figure out and we'll figure out how to make them stupid the tire manufacturer <laughs> will figure out yeah the manufacturer well, they're going to figure out how to make us 300 treadwear tires that make the cars do wheelies yeah, it'll happen. We're gonna have we're gonna have two that'll make the that'll pick the front wheels up off the ground.
0: Yeah,
1: SCCA did this. Uh, me and Hyde Cotter. So me and Hyde Cotter come from autocross. Well, of course, maybe people don't know Brian Hyde Um
0: Probably not in this. Brian Hyde Cotter.
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he's the one that won GT Academy. Right. You know, like the movie Grand Grand Turismo. Turismo? Right. Okay. So Brian Hodcotter. you know, he's the one that like won GT Academy and then actually went GT racing, mm-hmm. and we ran together in World Challenge. So we ended up at the same year at the same time. What well, we were both originally just autocrossers. So we'd like fly to the G World, you know, World Challenge events, and then fly directly from there to like Lincoln, Nebraska, to go play in a parking <laughs> lot. Like we'd be on the same flight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'd be running my S2000. He had his like 350Z. Yeah, yeah. So so Brian Heidkotter um, and I were talking about this because he spots for Forsberg. Right. And we were talking about the change from on trying to change the tread wear rating on the tires. And the SCCA did this. So you know how everything's a 200 tread wear tire now? Well, it used to be they were all 140s. There was like no 200 tread wear tires. They were all one forty. And then the SCCA one day changed their rule book. They said, "Okay, they're trying to make it more affordable." So they said only 200 treadwear tires are allowed. And then the next year, all of the manufacturers, which maybe you would think aren't paying attention to autocross, re-released all the same tires with 200 treadwear stamps on them. And we're talking like Dunlop, yeah, Brickstone, right? Big, you know, big manufacturers. It's-
0: White out and just write it back, yeah.
1: In. And they, yeah. and so I mean, there was a date switch and it's the same tire, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it'll just be branded 200 treadwear, right? Because it's not like a real thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's a rating, but the rating is made by the manufacturer basically. So, um, you can expect the same thing. I mean, so we have tire manufacturers competing against each other in FD. Yeah. So if you change the rule and say it's 300 treadwear now, I can guarantee you the GT2RS next year will be a 300 treadwear tire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or or it'll be like you know if because that's where like we got into like caliper sizes because what a 255 was or two you know whatever yeah. was it actually? Well, right? Yeah,
1: but you can go to road road racing's been through this. Again, they're a little older, so yeah. they've done this like ten times. Yeah. So. NASA did this, right? Um, they said, okay, the class can only be a 245, right? And then Hoosier came out the next year. They came out with a 245 to fit square on a 10.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they said, okay, now what? Yeah. So <laughs> now it, Now you, you can, they have a template, a little template. And they say, it can be this big. Yeah. And it just has to fit over the tire. And the reason this is important is because you can run a 275 on an eight inch wide wheel. Mm-hmm. If you think that's what's going to be best, or you can run a 245 on a 10 inch wide wheel. As long as when you put this gauge block over the tire, it touches the tread, it sits flat. Yeah. And that's it. The manufacturers can do whatever they want. We don't care about the sizes. It just has to fit in this.
0: Well, it's almost, I don't know if they did this. This is once again, this is hearsay, but like it's almost like the Nittos. Like the Nittos, if you watch, Go watch slow, go on FD's own channel right now. <laughs> they did a slow roll episode with the RTR guys. Uh, and yeah. go watch the way that those nittos operate at angle. And like, basically, the sidewall is just tread patch. Like, they yeah, just it's like roll extra over. Tread. Yeah, they just roll over <laughs> and the contact patch stays the same. Right. Like, Nitto went, oh, you know, uh, if, I mean, I don't know who I'm quoting, but like, they understood sure. the assignment. Someone. Yeah, they understood yes, the assignment. Right. That's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. It has to fit in here. Well, they spend most of their time with on shoulder roll anyways. Why don't we just build a better shoulder? That wraps right. all the way up and around.
1: And none of these tires are the size they say they are. So, <laughs> you know, you can make your 315 whatever size you want. Just yeah. like you can make the 295 whatever size you want. I mean, yeah. no one... There's no, like, council. There's no, like, mandated. There's no restrictions or anything like that. I mean, I have a... I have a 275 in the shop that's smaller than a 245 right now. You know, is, yeah. I mean, that's just a fact that they they well, don't like, have to be the size they, that's stamped on them.
0: Well, that's why even, I mean, if we go back to like grid life rule book, I remember for a while, like it was like yeah. specific tires and specific sizes. It's, yes, exactly. Because yeah. I yes. figured that out. Yes. I can't remember what they were. It was like the super sports yeah. or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some tire where it's like, that's too big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this isn't a 215 and it's like, yeah.
1: Right. Well yeah, well um we had the the AO52 in grid life's like Yeah. No. No. You just don't get to use the AO52. Yeah. Or, the, or <laughs> like the corvette that's too rule. much.
0: Yeah. The corvette rule. We like corvettes basically um, had to make their own class.
1: <laughs> right. Um the Kumo ACR tire. Right. They just straight up just banned it from everything. Yeah. Cuz it's like a 200 treadwear tire that you have to run tire warmers on to get the performance out of it and it only lasts like two laps.
0: Well, even even I mean, but going, it's too,
1: it's two hundred treadwear.
0: Going back to drifting, like the Vitor One Forties, like sure. I I don't know if you've ever seen those or felt those or whatever. Like they're yeah, they're we're pretty, not Vitor. Freaking, um, Valinos, the Valinos. Sorry,
1: Valino. Well, the Vitor is pretty sticky. Vitor is
0: pretty sticky too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I the yeah. Valino is comical how fast those things can come apart. Sometimes yeah. I remember the first time I encountered one. I was chasing Jack Davis.
0: Oh, yeah, I know,
1: Jack. The, yeah. 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 I encountered Jack Davis on 08 Rs. <laughs> a wild Jack Davis on 08 <laughs> Rs at a Pro Am event. <laughs> and I remember, like, it was the first time I was blinded by smoke, not just the smoke, but I didn't have my visor down and, like, actually blinded by the volume of rubber flying off the tires as they just evaporated in about 15 seconds. Yeah. And, uh, And then I went and talked to him like, what was that? Like, I didn't, like I was like blown away. Like I didn't know what happened, you know? Damn, that boy was fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm like, when the smoke cleared, I'm just like parked in the middle of the track by myself, you know, (laughs) trying to like gather my senses. doing donuts
0: trying to figure out where to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm like in my, you know, my pro-am car on like, uh, you know, just like normal Kenda KR20As. And being like, what, (laughs) what was that? It was a spaceship out here or something. Uh,
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. I mean, I've talked about like the, there's a tire in Europe called the extremes, which are like, I can literally, is that the retread tire? I think so. Yeah. But like, I can literally dig my nail in like, yeah. And they hold, I mean, that's the other one that I'm waiting for is like, I think they've done a pretty good proof of concept as a retread. Like I do think at some point we will end up running retreads.
1: <sighs> yeah, we, I don't want to. But it's I, like if we can at build one the point are we going to get like right? Have the whole environmentally friendly conversation.
0: Uh so I'm not going to I think it, I think we are lucky that certain government organizations have not found us. That is I will leave it at uh-huh. that cuz I don't want uh-huh. to invite it, but
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: As I cough up a little bit of having smoke for 10 years. <clears> um
1: yeah. There's a thing. Yeah. There's uh, that conversation will have to happen at some point. It will.
0: It will have to happen. I hope happen.
1: it does. There's a re, there's a reason we are the um the last last of our kind for, you know, home. Yeah. Got there it. Go. We're good. For you know, homegrown, home-built motorsports on a professional level.
0: I I encounter the comments all the time like about electric stuff and like hybrid stuff. And the mm-hmm. moment that there is a significant advantage to running that system everybody will change over whether you like it or not right it, think of the, tur- the the original turbo era in F1 guys are like ah right. oh, turbos are silly they're stupid and then yeah. next thing you know like, guys are yeah, but you running have to. away and then they banned yep. them rotaries had their own thing for a while too and i think le mans there was a a big thing with yep. them the moment any technology like whatever that technology is forget that it's electric forget that you know, forget right. the environmental debate. The moment there is a a positive yeah. impact in racing, everyone will make the change.
1: That's it. Yeah, unless we unless, unless
0: right. We so we got it. you know we have
1: the we have the Kevin factor here, of <laughs> Kevin <laughs> the Kevin factor. I just,
0: why is it that I can taste <laughs> Dr Pepper?
1: <laughs> oh, I stole so many of his Dr Peppers oh, at Vegas,
0: buddy. <laughs> Man, rude. He doesn't watch this, does he? (laughs) I don't, not this far (laughs) in. We're like an hour and 40 and There's no way.
1: I'm sorry for everything I said, Kevin. Yeah, love you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, you know, they have to allow it in the sport, you know, at a continued thing. So if it's something that comes in and it kills, you know, a whole bunch of our cars or a whole bunch of the packages or engines that make the sport what it is, then uh, there could be a, you know a different conversation there uh there's definitely a lot of passion in drifting to like maintain it right just like we're having the talk about tires yeah they want to we want to maintain drifting in its current form you know with its the prestige you know the the S chassis is going to remain competitive forever you know that sort of mentality which is really cool um but at some point, you have to wonder, like, what would happen if we built an FD car out of a modern GT3 car? Yeah. Well, I don't know.
0: On, on we're not allowed
1: like, to. We're, we're like, not allowed to. No, because they don't have. But what would it be like? Would it be fast? Would it kill it? Or would these S chassis with twenty years of development or more than that, uh, would yeah. they be the one? You know, would they 30. laugh at the <laughs> at the modern? You know the true modern you know the the Lamborghini build the he,
0: so i the way the way i look at all this is like i went to do you know what threshing is this is not nope. something explicit threshing okay. is a ability to remove wheat from chaff so okay right very, like literally our uh, the majority of the the growth that we've had as a society came from threshing i Two years ago, went to a threshing convention because my uh, my brother's new wife, big old school farmers, mm-hmm. field full of steam engine tractors, guys racing steam engine tractors. We still okay. watch vintage racing. We have festivals based on vintage racing, but True. we've moved on. We right. have F one as it is now, but we still watch vintage F one cars race. Yeah, motorsport has to evolve for it to be continuously at the top of our minds. I love drifting the way it is now because that is what I've grown up in and that is what I've fallen in love with. And change is scary. Change is mm-hmm. always scary. But what we have now will never truly disappear as long as there are people that are passionate about it. It will evolve. It has to evolve. And if it doesn't evolve, it disappears. Hmm. That's, that's what right. happens. That group of core people gets smaller and smaller and smaller every year. There's only so many vintage F1 cars, like the torpedo cars. There's only so many of those yep. left, right? Because they evolved, but if they we stuck like that, it would have died. So drifting is the same thing. And, and I know people are gonna flame the hell out of me on this, and that's fine. We need to evolve as a sport constantly because we always have. If we still drifted the same way we did 20 years ago, do you think the sport would right. look the way it is now? No. Right. Eventually, yep. something will come along. Is it electric? Is it hydrogen? Is it hybrid? Is it solar power? I don't know. Cause if I knew I'd be just investing the shit out of it right now, but something will come along that will change the motorsport and it won't happen overnight. It'll be slowly. It'll be one or two guys do it. And next thing you know, Steph Papadakis is an all electric car. That's gapping people the whole way through. And then we have to have that decision of do we evolve as a sport or do we, um, do we race vintage cars for the rest of our lives?
1: That's it. Right. Yep that's so, a good point
0: sorry for my TED talk oh but, my
1: gosh do we have we end up with vintage FD oh no I would love it like I would
0: absolutely love it a whole vintage I would, class I would love a like okay you know here's the engine regulation I still want yeah. like a spec series I would I would die for a spec series and people are like what yep. and I'm like yeah I want to see everybody in Z's whatever all in the same tire right, all right. the same right. engine transmission because it would be wild right well, in I mean, the same spec, spec is aspect. right in
1: the name for pro spec
0: yeah and I I don't necessarily think that... Hmm, I have to be, like, super political on this one, but, like, <laughs> I like... I do like aspects of of narrowing that herd a little bit, because I, I, yeah. I think it's important, because if you look at Formula 2, it's similar. There are spec aspects of that. If you look at IndyCar, yeah. IndyCar is basically a spec series. Right. Right? It's still the pinnacle yeah, it's of that. kind of
1: just F1 that's not... And then... I mean, But it, even then, I mean, it's... The-
0: but it's spec to a point. We're, there's only three or four engine manufacturers, the regulations are so tight that the cars to an untrained eye all look the same. Like to somebody who doesn't watch F1, there's no way you'd be able to tell the difference between a Red Bull and a Ferrari. (laughs) Right. You and I could, yeah, no, one has got a bathtub side pod. Maybe, I
1: mean the, yeah, the, the first, the first year of the new regulations, they look different, but now they've all like slowly migrated to just what the Red Bull is.
0: Yeah, That'll well, happen. Mercedes realized that not having side pods was a bad idea, and it only took Lewis Hamilton basically crying for it to happen. So,
1: <laughs>
0: anyways, they uh, stuck with
1: it for a while.
0: They tried so it, hard, and they look cool. They look like little UFOs. Did it, was it neat. <laughs> I like ugly, weird I shit. You I'd, should know this uh, now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I wasn't on board. I remember uh, I was like happy like when the first, the first race had come and gone the first couple weekends and it was like, all right, the best ca- looking car in the field, the, for, which was the Ferrari. Yeah. The best looking car in the field is the one that's the fastest. There. It was that first <laughs> okay, rendition good.
0: with those like huge divots <laughs> in the side. They were beautiful.
1: It looked so awesome. And then it happened to be the fastest one. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, the Mercedes, for a minute, wasn't and the and fastest then, one. But they all like, looked like that now. Beer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all
1: right. We're talking about F1, and again, we've lost right, the audience I completely. We lost
0: so many people. Right, you know what? I'm, They've
1: all signed off. Sorry, everyone.
0: I, we did I, our best. I'm, I don't know. I I want to I want to be able to blend worlds. I want to be able to like show different motorsports. This show is yeah. definitely about drifting. But to think that all we would ever talk about is drifting, the show would die so yeah. quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of other things.
0: I want to have fun conversations with people who love drifting. That's that's it. And it happens to be that I get to talk to you guys, which is like an honor. Like I still fan, as you said earlier, I still fanboy <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Almost every episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. Everyone Everyone in FD is like legendary.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, probably to you and me at least. I mean, but I still think To a lot you of are, people. To millions of people. You, uh, yeah, for sure. You still are to yeah. me. I mean, dude, you're like the giant slayer. You took them- James Dean in St. Louis. Like that'll live forever.
1: It's gonna go in my gravestone.
0: It should. It'll be like Mossport took down James Dean <laughs> in rookie year. Yes. And I mean we didn't we didn't talk about it, rookie of the year. So
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool. I got my yeah. little plaque. Dude,
0: like, I, got, I, got, I got I was stoked I about it. Yeah.
1: Me and uh me and Higa had our year battle. Uh, the battle that only him and I knew about.
0: Of course. Can we talk
1: about that? No one knew I was a rookie the whole year. So, Okay, up Every- t- up until halfway through a- round eight.
0: No, I was in the. So your R was on the sheet for the m- majority of the year, and for some reason, like during an no, update, it, it wasn't.
1: No, 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 on the website, it never was the whole year. I did not. And know I was that. gonna say something, but it was more fun to not. Well, and just wait I- to see how long you guys took to they took it to made figure for it a- out.
0: Made for a pretty crazy live stream moment. I was there, dude. I was I was announcing with Jared when that was going on. I'm like, huh? Yes, but like, wait. I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah, it's fine. The comments mean like did. A, Made for great team. Oh, is
1: that, was that where it came from? Buddy. Oh, did, <laughs> it, did it ever. Yeah.
0: Because
1: I think it was, uh, uh, Higa went out for his qualifying run and yeah. then you guys announced him as rookie of the year. And you're like... And, then, and I'm just sitting there like, hey, it's going to be real funny when they figure it out, but... <laughs> But neither of us were at that point. At that point, it was up in the air. Yeah. So, because well, if he would have won a um, top
0: thirty-two, it would have come down to qualifying points, and then, or no, most I recent win,
1: he would have had to beaten me. I think by two. Okay. I think if we, if I, if I got knocked out in thirty-two, I thought he had to make it to eight because okay. I beat him two more times since then. I don't know. It was pretty close. But yeah, I got it. Got it done. Um, you guys figured it out eventually. So
0: there you go.
1: That's okay. Well, if you remember when I started FD, uh, they didn't know what my name was. So that's really? how you know you're not into drifting yet. Well, yeah. Because, when I, so I, sh-
0: I was going to say, because Bobby Thorne is a up, way better race team name.
1: I just showed up at Orlando and they were lit- like, literally like, I, who? I remember when I went to order my tires, you know, and they're like, you're not even on the list. Like we can't sell <laughs> you tires. I was like, I am. I swear. I swear I have an email saying I can come run FD. And then I show up, and there's no pit space for me. And they're like, "Oh, well, you can go over here." And uh, I was like, "I really hope they have my door card, you know." But luckily, like me and Cassidy had talked, so that yeah. was she had that all sorted out, you know. We were we were good, we were good. And and to their defense, you know, I didn't have a lot of communication and um, with anyone from FD because I didn't know anyone from FD, right. And uh, and then I I think I did my qualifying run. And uh, they had me in data and on the screen as Robert Throne. Mm. And uh, that's
0: so perfect.
1: And I think like Jared must have remembered because he hadn't announced me, I think, from grade life, So he must have like remembered it was Thorn. Yeah. So he announces me as Thorn. And then I, I, so, I hear someone, I think it was Ryan, you know, Ryan's in the background being like, no, it's Throne. <laughs> <laughs> and then they announce it like that for like the rest of the thing. And then Tom O'Gorman called them and like, now it's definitely Thor.
0: <laughs> I guess they're uh, calling you like the Forgotten Son or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna find you a yeah. nickname.
1: I changed my Instagram to, to Throne for <laughs> the whole next season just to troll them on it.
0: Uh <laughs> Dude, you're like low-key one of the funniest guys, like funniest guys on grid too, which is the, I, I didn't, you and I have only chatted a handful of times before this. And I once yep. was like at the top of the hill in Atlanta, you're just standing outside your car. And I was like, do you have a front Mount Rad? You're like, yep. I'm like, is that a stock gas tank? You're like, no, I didn't even say that. You told me. You're like, and I have a stock gas tank. I was like, huh? And he's like, yep. Yeah, Let see how this goes. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> Time uh, to send it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we hung out a little bit in Laguna, kinda of shot the shit there, but that's it. Yep. I mean, this was uh, yeah. this was good. So, so Yeah, maybe, for sure. You might you might now I don't know, I'll have to like check the official FD stats if they track these details, but you might have the longest episode now, which I had no intention <laughs> on going this long, but I'm happy we did.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there's endless things to talk about. So Yeah.
0: We're gonna save it for your next episode when you're yeah uh, champion and they did forget about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we can do some do some car stuff next time. I've got all kinds of shop projects. Uh, of course, me and Chris run a shop here, and we've got the YouTube channel. We've got yeah. tons of uh, crazy One Life of America stories, which is like race week or drift week, but for yeah. road racing. And uh, I've got the Rocket Lag S2000 stuff, and there's all kinds of other things to talk about.
0: Yeah. yeah got to build think-
1: a new car for next year. Are you? That'll be fun. Yep.
0: There's an yep. announcement. You said you had no announcements. Yep.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, new car just for that. next year. Um, But it was time, right? I had three years on this chassis. And uh, I've learned enough things. I want to make make a lot of things just better. Make it more of an FD car, right? Because it's like a road racing car that's been converted like three times. Ah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll be making some uh, videos about that. Feel free to follow along. Make a fresh car for next year. And uh, yeah, it should be fun, so Sick.
0: No, it's a, it's a good channel. I, I had an absolute pleasure going through it and watching videos and you know, reading up on your history and stuff. So it's it was fun, man. It was a good research. Cool. Your personal life Thanks, is man. like super locked down, though. I found nothing. I got like <laughs> yeah. I got like you maybe holding a giant bottle of whiskey in college or something, and that's like about it. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried. There's like a photo on your Facebook of like your desk in college. And I tried to like zoom in to figure out what meds you were taking. And like that, Sick. that was it.
1: That's all you got.
0: Now, now phones were potatoes back then. I couldn't get anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't have any secrets, but no. uh, personal life just,
0: it's it, just, it just sits
1: on the, I just like, it's just racing. Yeah. yeah that's it. All, Everything I do is just a means to go racing. I, I've always told my boss, I'm like, by the way, if I ever stop racing for any reason, I'm quitting the next day. I guess this is the, <laughs> well, the only reason I do it is so that I can go play.
0: That That's literally what I learned in doing this research is that there is nothing that you have done or known or tried that didn't somehow try to forward you into racing since the time you're about eight.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah.
0: I don't know what happened yep. before that, but something caught you and you've just been behind the wheel ever since.
1: Yeah, that was, well, that was as early as they'd let me, but yeah. That's Other than that, I'm sure it would have been sooner.
0: <laughs> Sick, dude. Well, I, I really appreciate it uh, cool. for everybody Thanks. listening at home. If you made it this far, thank you. Yeah, please. Um, I'll link everything down for um, for Robert in the in the show notes. Go check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. You're only sitting at like three thousand or three thousand subs. So you need to. We need to bump yeah. those numbers up.
1: I know, tiny numbers. That's all. Good. Do my best.
0: Sick. Appreciate all right, man. It, man. Thanks
1: for having me. Later.